from the world famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? We are off and running for the Black and Blue Report. The Monday edition is on the air. I'm glad that you have joined us at our new start time. If you're getting us at noon, that's the earliest we've been on each weekday, and we're going to give that a go this week. So trying to get the Black and Blue Report up for you at noon each day this week to see how that plays into your schedule. We'll see what your response is and all that. But certainly hope that you had a great weekend. I, I did. <laughs> uh, the Saints were on the road, so I got to enjoy them, uh, I guess, somewhat from afar, much uh, like you all did on the television or the radio. And to get that Sunday afternoon feel again, it sure was nice. And a win was good, too. And so there you go, a 3-0 preseason. And otherwise, the weather wasn't too bad. And all in all, it was a pretty good weekend. So, again, I hope that you uh, have shared in that experience with me as we start this new work week. A weird week, to say the least, in that we're not ready to wrap up the preseason yet. We've got that Thursday night game at Miami. Uh, I'll be leaving for Miami on Wednesday, head down to uh, South Florida for the uh, game, which who knows what it'll hold at this point uh, as it kind of comes at a funky point here. And so we'll see how that plays out. But we'll have black and blue report for you all week long. We'll have reports from Miami as the uh, Saints wrap up the preseason. And who knows, maybe they'll make it a perfect 4-0, which gets you absolutely nothing but nonetheless there was some good there was some uh, not so great yesterday but all in all a win 31 23 as a matter of fact uh, head coach Sean Payton kind of had a mixed uh, plate for us after the game yesterday obviously in a, in a game like that there's some encouraging things that, and there, there were also some things that that we've got to get cleaned up I thought the initial start to the game wasn't particularly great but I thought after that second quarter we played better we made some plays uh, on both sides of the ball I thought we were a little better on third down in the first half defensively than, than in the base. And uh, there's still a number of things that, that we're going to have to work on and improve on, even though it's you know, getting late in this, in this preseason. We'll hear more from Coach a little bit later here in Black and Blue Report. We're also going to hear from uh, Drew Brees, uh, Mark Ingram, and Andy Tanner as well as we roll through the day. John DeShazer from NewOrleansSaints.com is going to stop by and try and uh, do his best to Give us some more perspective on yesterday's outing against the Texans. And then we've got some NBA stuff for you, too. Uh, not only later in the show will we have a, a special announcement regarding the uh, preseason game in Biloxi for the Pelicans, but in segment four today we're going to hear from uh, newly signed again, or re-signed, <laughs> Lance Thomas, uh, earning a new contract with the Pelicans. He was working out in Metairie today and then over the Alario Center, and we got the chance to catch up with him. And we'll share that interview with you as we go along as well. Producer Dan is here and uh, D-Dub and the Black and Blue Orchestra, too. We've um, had good, good feedback in the mailbag recently. And uh, I'll encourage you to keep that up throughout the uh, listening of perhaps today's show and to set us up for shows later this week. You all had uh, more than more than you think. You all had a lot of influence on our guest list last week. And it certainly was most welcome. You can, of course, uh, tweet us at Black Blue Report. 
or personally to me at Sean Kelly, excuse me, at Sean Kelly Live. Or uh, you can also, if you uh, so choose, use the email. That is radio at pelicans.com. So coming up, J.D., uh, sound from yesterday's game, some numbers to boot, an announcement about the preseason game in Biloxi, and Lance Thomas. And that's how it will lay out for you here on this Monday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Uh, winning Monday after a Saints victory yesterday in Houston. And we're right back with J.D. after these messages. What makes Auctioner Primary Care such a great choice? Is it because we have 38 health centers throughout the region, some with evening and weekend hours available? Or because we accept close to 50 different insurance plans? Could it be because we offer My Auctioner, which gives you and your family secure online access to your health records, test results, prescription renewals, even emails with your doctor? Or that you'll be connected to seven hospitals with 2,500 affiliated physicians who can handle everything from the common to the complex? So you'll never have to wonder if you made the right choice. Actually, what you may like the most is... Yes, we have a location near you. Expertise and convenience. Great reasons to choose an auctioner primary care physician. To find one near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Being the official chicken of the New Orleans Saints, we're more than just fans of the Saints. We're fans of Saints fans. So on game day, we make sure they're reloaded with tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. The best chicken fingers around? We got this. Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get text messages with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelicans mobile alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. Welcome back into the Monday program. We have that uh, Saints-Texans game to break down, and we thought we'd go with NewOrleansSaints.com's John DeShazer, who was in Texas yesterday to cover the uh, action for preseason game three. Welcome back to New Orleans, J.D., first of all, and uh, I'm anxious for your overall thoughts on, on what you saw yesterday afternoon. Well, I mean, against the best competition they've played in the preseason, you know, no, no slight against Kansas City and Oakland, but... I thought they actually played pretty well. Fought, fell into a hole early, ten nothing, and and the Texans were moving the ball extremely well, and uh, and also the Saints weren't moving the ball very well. But they uh, they took that early punch, and they showed a little fortitude and came back. They they win the game thirty one twenty three. But what kind of a, a vibe or feeling did you get from Sean Payton after the game? Well, to be honest with you, now he he seemed pretty salty. <laughs> he did not seem all that that happy with the, uh, the 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 progress that I thought they made. Now, of course, some of that might be you know you don't want to you know put too much stock into a preseason game. Some of that might have been he didn't want his team to to get overly bloated or overly happy about you know the result. But certainly, I thought there were some things that were that were very encouraging. Now he said he wanted to go back and look at the film, and maybe after he looked at the film. 
maybe he will be more encouraged than he than he seemed to be on Sunday. But certainly, I thought there were some encouraging signs, especially considering the defense started extremely slow. I think allowed about 164 yards in the first quarter, and tightened up and allowed you know less than less than 50, I think, in the second quarter. So they really tightened up, and then the offense put up a 200-yard quarter in the second quarter as opposed to, you know, only getting about 28 in the first quarter. So, you know, I thought they really showed some, some fortitude. Like I said, they, they started pretty slowly uh, on all phases. In fact, I allowed a punt return for a touchdown, which got called back because of a penalty. They started pretty slowly in all phases, but I think they rounded in the form pretty much, and and um, and I think that's a pretty good representation of, of what we might see. We might see some some pretty big swings with the team as they try to figure out what they're doing defensively, especially. But uh, again, I thought it was encouraging just from the standpoint that Houston's a two-time division champ. They took a really nice punch from Houston and, and showed enough uh, a little fortitude in coming back to take a halftime lead and then actually scored on the first possession of the third quarter to take the 24-16 lead. So they look pretty good out there. John, in two of the three preseason games now, we have talked about a slow start in some phase, if not all phases of the game. Is is this now a trend that's developing, or is this just another anomaly of the preseason that we have to simply throw in the wastebasket? Well, I, I'd call it an anomaly just from the standpoint of this offense, the Saints offense is a pretty high power unit and, and they've started slowly in on two occasions. So, you know, you certainly don't expect that out of this offense with Drew Brees and his weapons. Now, some of that could be, you know, again, there, there's an acclimation process going on with the young receivers. Uh, Marcus Colston, again, did not play on Sunday. He has not played in the preseason and Lance Moore played limited snaps at wide receiver. So he's not playing with the receivers. He's generally accustomed to playing with. Now, defensively, I think it's a lot more understandable because, you know, there still is an installation process going on. Even though the Saints are in that 3-4 and they've been doing it the entire offseason, until you get out on the field in a game-like situation and, and start going through your progressions and adjustments and those kinds of things, you know, there's still going to be a little bit, you know, a little bit of an acclimation going on. So we've seen the defense start slowly against Kansas City and we saw them start again against Houston. But, you know, we have to keep in mind also, Houston can make a lot of teams look bad defensively with Matt Schaub at quarterback and with Andre Johnson at receiver and with Ben Tate running the football. So they can do that to a lot of teams, especially a team that's trying to adapt to a new defensive front. So, you know, I think, you know, defensively you can explain it a little bit better, but, you know, certainly they're not happy with that and they're definitely not happy with the offense starting slowly because, you know, even though those receivers have been out or are playing limited action, this is a high-powered offense that, you know, as Drew Brees says, they like to they expect to score every time they have possession. That's a good point. All right, J.D., with uh, one preseason game left, was there anybody yesterday that, that jumped off the page a little bit that may have made the decision harder about the final 53-man roster a little more difficult yesterday? Well, I mean, I think defensive end Glenn Foster had already played his way onto the roster. So him being on there, and in fact, Sean Payton pretty much said so. He said, you know, now Glenn Foster is playing for, for playing. He's, he's competing for snaps. But Andy Tanner, I mean, you've got to say that he really made the job a little bit harder at receiver. He caught, caught the two touchdowns. And they like the, they like the kid. They've kept him around for a reason. He catches everything you throw his way, especially that second touchdown where, where you know, he had the sticky fingers, which was, was, was magnificent at the back in the, of the end zone. So he's a guy who, in that receiver rotation, certainly seems to have made it a little bit more difficult to, to cut ties with him. Now, granted, you know, they've got some really good guys, I believe, at the top four positions. If you're talking about Marcus Colton and Lance Moore 
also with Nick Toon and with Kenny Stills. That seems to be your top four. But, um, you know, if I'm Preston Parker, a guy who I thought was pretty much solid at that number five slot, I might feel a little bit shaky after yesterday with the way that, that Andy Tanner played. So what's left, J.D., um, other than staying injury-free? What do the Saints hope to accomplish here this week before we get ready for the regular season? Well, I mean, you're going to see a bunch of reserves, so and that's mainly you want to see those guys play hard because there, there still is, you know, uh, maybe you know two or three positions I would say right now that might be a little bit, you know, undecided. I think for the most part, you know, the, the vast majority of, of the 53 has been decided. So I'm guessing, you know, preseason game number four, there might be two or three jobs up for grabs. You know, you might see, you know, a Traveris cadet still fighting Kerry Robinson at that at that running back position, and those guys are, have been kind of even. And I think cadet came back to it with those couple of fumbles against Oakland, but maybe he reestablished himself against Houston. But for the most part, you know, this is just a process of you know let's get out of here healthy and let's not get anybody injured. You know, I don't expect to see anybody critical played in the game, and if, if so, it may be a couple of snaps. I know Coach. Peyton alluded to the fact that Marcus Colston might take some snaps in Miami on Thursday night. I'd just be shocked if he does anything more than go through the, the pregame routine, to be honest with you. I just don't think, you know, there's a whole lot of benefit to, to him being out there right now, especially if he's not going to be out there with Drew Brees. And I certainly don't expect to see Drew Brees playing quarterback on Thursday night. So, you know, again, it's just a matter of, you know, let's get out of here healthy, let's get into the regular season and, and, and go with what we have. NewOrleansSaints.com's John DeShazer, who, by the way, is uh, out and about because he'll be going over to the New Orleans Quarterback Club today. J.D., what's going on over there today that you're covering? Well, uh, General Manager Mickey Loomis is going to be speaking to the Quarterback Club, so he's going to, you know, I'm sure, you know, not give away too many uh, too many house secrets. He's going to, you know, I think generally you go over and, and give a little prospectus on what is, what's expected or what's hoped of the team this season, so. Be interesting to hear uh, hear Mickey talk a little bit. Also, going to be over there is uh, Tulane coach Curtis Johnson is going to be there. So and we hadn't seen caught up with CJ in a while, and he'll give his perspective on what's supposed to be going on at Tulane this year. I I keep hearing good things and hearing Tulane hopes to be bowl eligible by winning six games. So that remains to be seen, but certainly there seems to be improvement coming in that program. Good stuff, JD. We'll see you back uh, in studio and on the practice field tomorrow. Thanks for your time today. Anytime, my friend. All right, John DeShazer from NewOrleansSaints.com. Coming up next in the Black and Blue Report, we'll uh, we'll let you listen in to what some of the players and uh, coach had to say after the game yesterday and uh, break down some of the numbers for you. As we roll on, don't forget Lance Thomas is still to join us here on the Black and Blue Report this Monday. Hey there, what you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. Nicotine? Listen, I'm gonna hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. 
The second annual Saints Back to Football Run presented by Chevron will be held on Saturday, August 31st. The 5K race benefiting Team Gleason, the One Fund Boston, and the Greater New Orleans Sports Foundation will include an NFL Play 61 Mile Fun Run for kids. Participants of all abilities will have the opportunity to race through the streets of downtown New Orleans towards the finish line at the 50-yard line of the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Gumbo and Sir Saint, along with the Saint Stations, will be on hand to cheer on participants, and a post-race party with live entertainment and a beer garden will take place in Champion Square. All participants will receive a Saints Back to Football Run shirt, a commemorative finisher's medal, and an NFL-approved bag. Registration is now open at nflrunseries.com slash saints. Hardwood, hardball, and hard knocks. This is the Black and Blue Report. Saints are winners yesterday in Houston, Texas, and now 3-0 on the preseason. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. I'm Sean Kelly. Thanks again to John DeShazer for uh, giving his uh, take on yesterday's game. He was there at Reliance Stadium, and he will again be on the road with the Saints this week when they travel to Miami, Florida. Uh, still to come, Lance Thomas on the program, and more information about the preseason game for the Pelicans and the Atlanta Hawks in Biloxi, Mississippi. Again, that's on October the 13th. That's a Sunday afternoon game. I have some more details that I'm going to share with you before we get out of here today on the Black and Blue Report. Wanted to take you through some of the post-game sound yesterday from Sean Payton and some of the players, in case you missed it in various outlets um, following the win yesterday. But uh, certainly Payton, as we uh, heard from in the first segment of our show, uh, did have some good things to say about uh, two different position groups in particular that uh, I thought were uh, important to touch upon today, one of which was we got to see Pierre Thomas, and, and we got to remember how much of a, a weapon he is on so many different fronts. Love seeing him lined up in the slot yesterday. As a matter of fact, that was a part of the uh, Saints scoring as uh, – he was the uh, receive on the receiving end of a touchdown pass yesterday. Also, Pierre rushed for 19 yards, averaging 4.8 a carry. And Sean Payton says that Pierre Thomas's touchdown certainly got the offense going there in the second quarter. The one play to Pierre kind of sparked us a little bit, and you know, and then all of a sudden we were able to make a few plays. And even with you know when Luke came in, I thought he did a good job in getting us in and out of the huddle with the tempo that we're used to and and, you know, the poise that we're used to at that position. And, and so that was uh, that was good. Another thing Coach Payton touched upon uh, after the game last night was something that certainly we all were watching, and that is this continued fun at the wide receiver position. Andy Tanner, three catches, uh, 33 yards, one for 15, two touchdowns yesterday. Kenny Stills may have had the highlight catch of the day, two catches for 54 yards. Then all the running backs got involved, but again, specifically the wide receivers. You had Nick Toon and uh, Preston Parker, Courtney Roby, and even uh, Salim Hakeem got a little time out there, although he did not have a reception. Certainly, the wide receiver position has been fun to watch throughout camp, and it only continued yesterday. Well, I, I think it's it's difficult. I think we've got you know a, a lot of guys that are stepping up and you know doing a good job, and Andy, Preston. I mean, those guys have. Have had good games and, and there's good competition there. I, I think that's encouraging. Uh, it's encouraging for our team. All right. So speaking of Andy Tanner, 
Tanner uh, is sitting there. I guess you'd have to say he's on the bubble, and I guess that's really the only fair way to put it. This is a guy who has 33 career transactions underneath, underneath his name. Um, now, now what for number 14? It, it's hard to say. He just made a great case again for himself yesterday, and at least for Tanner, he's not playing the numbers game in his head. Uh, you know, who's going to make the, the final 53? Where does he fall in that group? Whatever. He seems to be just very laser-like focused on himself and playing well. You know, it's, it's a great group, and uh, it's been like that since I got here. And, uh, you know, the only thing I can, uh, can do is, uh, you know, make plays when they call my number. And uh, that's, that's, I mean, that's all I'm focused on right now. I don't think about, you know, who's going to make it. Who's, and, uh, you know, it's, it's about making plays. All right, let's talk quarterback for a moment. Uh, all three guys played pretty darn well yesterday. Drew Brees played about a quarter and a half, four of six, 105 yards with a touchdown. Luke McCown was impressive. Ryan Griffin, too, who I'm sure we'll see a lot of on Thursday night in Miami. And, and those three quarterbacks, I think, probably made their head coach pretty proud yesterday as so many folks touched the football on the offensive side for the Saints. Here's starting quarterback Drew Brees on that very notion. Excited for Kenny Stills, you know, had, had a couple big catches today, um, one for a touchdown. The, the, the go route on our sideline was, was a big play. That was great to see. Toon came up with some big plays. Tanner came up with some big plays. You know, every running back, it seemed like, was, was in on the action and did a great job. So, you know, honestly, I felt like we spread it around quite a bit today. I, I felt like we, we did, we got off to somewhat of a slow start, but once we kind of found our rhythm, you know, that second and third quarter was uh, – you know, I felt like we were moving the ball very effectively and playing with a lot of confidence. Uh, and finally, the running game. How did the Saints run the football yesterday? We've talked about that a little bit throughout the preseason, whether it be about balance between run and pass or average uh, gains per rushing play. All those things have been uh, kicked around, I guess, on this program and others with regard to the Saints rushing the football. And again, it's hard to read during the preseason, but we should say that there were uh, 21 uh, total rushing plays yesterday for the Saints, 78 net yards rushing. And the average game per rushing play was 3.7. Now, none, I guess, better uh, than Mark Ingram yesterday, who had a uh, nice 23-yard run. He had four carries, 24 yards in all. So that betters his average to six uh, yards uh, per carry. But as we mentioned, Pierre Thomas played yesterday. Traveris Cadet also rushed the ball four times. And young Kyrie Robinson also had five uh, attempts yesterday, averaging, though, just 2.2 rushes uh, per yards per carry. Uh, Ingram uh, certainly also was in on the fun, along with Pierre Thomas, on catching the football, too. And so dual threats. So don't get too hung up on these rushing numbers or the average uh, yards per rush when you've got guys like Ingram and uh, Thomas also racking up the all-purpose yards like they did yesterday in the combination of running the football and catching the football. We got uh, five backs that can, you know, be anywhere, line up anywhere on the field and um, that can run routes and catch the ball very effectively. So um, it just depends on the personnel and the play call. And, you know, if, if it happens to be, you know, they call empty and I'm in there, I can line up in the slot and, you know, and run the route as well. So can uh, Cadet, Kyrie, Sproles, as you know that. You know, we all can, uh, you know, uh, contribute in every phase of the offense. All right, so all in all, there you go. Uh, a win for the Saints yesterday. One more preseason game to go. I think we're all in agreement that we're ready for that to uh, come, uh, be played, and uh, move on to Atlanta for the start of the regular season. So there is a cut day tomorrow, although the Saints have already done some cuts, as you full well know from last week's uh, transactions. And we'll see how that plays out, and we'll see who uh, gets uh, the bulk of the snaps 
on Thursday night. More on that game, of course, as we roll along this week on the Black and Blue Report. We shall move toward the NBA when we come back. It's Lance Thomas right here at the other microphone on the other side of this timeout. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Sure, other fans are hungry for a win. But here in New Orleans, we make sure that you're well-fed, too. With tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. Loving the Saints is like the freshness of Cane's. All day, no quit. Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. What do you say to someone whose heart is on the line? That at Auctioner, an entire team of experts will collaborate to develop the best treatment for you? That we have procedures so revolutionary they aren't available anywhere else in the region, including breakthrough ways to more effectively manage heart failure and repair heart valves? That U.S. News & World Report ranks Auctioner Medical Center's heart program among the nation's very best? Or that with over 170 heart experts and seven hospitals to choose from, the exceptional cardiac care you need is always close to home? Actually, the most important thing to say is... Your results are back. Everything looks great. Better outcomes. Just one more reason to choose Auctioner. To find a heart specialist near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Hey, New Orleans Saints fans, show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new Black and Gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning Black and Gold Saints tickets in our second chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your Black and Gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Well, welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. We get to talk some NBA on this Monday morning, and we get to talk with one of our old good friends who's back in the fold, and that's Lance Thomas, who earned another NBA contract last week, and he joins us here between workouts on this Monday morning. Lance, congratulations. I know a lot of fans in uh, in New Orleans are excited to have you back with the Pelicans. Uh, thank you. I'm so honored to be back with the team and represent the city. I'm so excited. It's been a bit of a roller coaster ride this summer, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. It's been uh, it's been a lot. I've been working really hard this summer. Um, you know, we had had a good summer league. Uh, and, uh you know, I got waived, so I was uh, very blessed and uh, just happy, had very very happy that I you know was able to get signed back with the team. It's so, another dream come true for me. Tell me about the summer league experience because I think it did you a lot of good in a situation where the future was rather fuzzy to say the least. That you decided to stick with that team out there. And work through the situation. Did that? Do you think that ultimately helped you land a roster spot? Yes. Uh, in life, it's just easy. You know, um, you know, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. So, you know, I stuck with my guys. I've been to war with these guys for the past two years, and there's no way I was gonna, you know, let them, you know, well, not play with them. You know, we've been working together hard all summer, so. Um, it was it was a no-brainer for me to stay and work out and play with those guys. Yeah, Lance Thomas had about two and a half points per game, about two rebounds per game last year for the uh, Hornets at the time. Lance, uh, you know you you've been through two difficult years with the Hornets. Now the Pelicans changed the name, the logo, 
They get a whole bunch of new talent into the uh, into the system. Can can you can you at least help us understand what it's going to be like for you to be able to having gone through the rough times to maybe now be a part of the next big step? I'm very excited about that. Um, like you said, I've been here. You know when things were as good as you know we wanted it to be, but I mean you got to go through tough times to get to where you want to go to. And you know we we had uh, you know a rough. Well, I had a you know rough two years in the team as far as the timing of when I came to the team. But uh, now I mean our work habits are still the same. We're just you know we're up at everything right now. We're working as hard as possible. Like you said, we implemented some new pieces, and uh, everybody's excited. I'm I'm really excited. Uh, I know everybody on the team's excited. You can just tell from the uh, level of intensity in the workouts. Like you said, I'm in between workouts now. I'm headed to the LA to get my second workout with the guys, and the the heightened awareness and the attention to detail is so much more enhanced right now. Everybody's fully bought in, and I'm excited. I, I really can't describe it right now. You mentioned you're going to the Alario Center to work out this morning. I guess that's only for, what, another week or so? What are your thoughts about the new practice facility? Oh, it's going to be great. Um, I, I know it's going to be great. Uh, from what I saw, I haven't been there yet, but from what I saw and what I heard, I heard it's uh, top-notch. So I'm looking forward to, you know, getting in there and uh, using all the new equipment and, you know, just get, getting used to, you know, seeing all the, uh, the Pelicans, uh, you know, labels and everything like that. I'm, I'm excited for it. Lance Thomas, our guest here this morning on the Black and Blue Report. Hey, Lance, other than the excitement of a new season about to begin, you know, what is the topic of conversation amongst you guys right now in August? We want to win. Um, we really want to win. Everybody's doing, you know, just trying to do a, a little bit more than what we usually do just to, you know, make sure that we're ready. Um, you know, guys are staying after and getting extra shots. Guys are running harder. Uh, guys are paying more attention to detail and coaches, you know, just when we're just, we're just, paying attention it's it's right now it's more ran by the players we're actually you know just governing our own thing like we're, we're really pushing each other you know we have some really good vets on the team who are you know pushing and making sure everything's ran the right way and it's it's just good to have everybody here and just working hard who is who is leading this team right now i mean when you talk about vocal vets i mean help us put some names to faces here who who's kind of leading the charge right now um jason's uh working with us right now everybody we just you know we have everybody here. Well, most of the players are here. We're we're working really hard. We have, uh, you know, myself is here. You know, Anthony's picking up more of a leadership role, which is really good to see from a young player. Um, he's really he's really, really really putting in a lot of work this well he did this summer, and he's even more, uh, you know, into it now. So it's exciting to see a young player with his talent um, just pushing like the way he is. I'm very excited. Is there a big surprise in the offing here? Is there something about this new collection of players that? that maybe we don't know yet that, that we'll start to see in perhaps October? We have a tough group of guys. Um, I've been, you know, I've played a lot of basketball. And I, uh, I've seen, you know, a lot of guys, you know, who have who have a lot of talent who aren't tough. Uh, we have a really, really tough group, and uh, that's a testament to how those guys, how our guys are, but it's also a testament to how Coach Monty uh, coaches us. So um, a lot of the, you know, a lot of how Coach Monty is is uh, definitely rubbing off on the team, which is good, so. Uh, at the, the very least, we're going to have a very tough team that's going to go out and play hard like we have year in and year out. Hey, last thing for me, I know that NBA players love to try and add something to their game every summer, whether it be something on the floor, something about the way they go about their, their craft. What have you worked on this summer that perhaps we'll see that's different from you? Um, for me, you're, you're going to definitely see the energy and the uh, the defensive presence, but I've been working on a lot of, uh, you know, 
getting a lot stronger, um, being able to consistently knock down open shots and um, working on getting in a lot better shape. Cause, uh, when I get in, I want to be able to guard the other team's best player and make my mark on the defensive end. So in order to do that, I think uh, me just being in the best shape possible is going to be very beneficial to myself and the team. Yeah, I think that's going to make Coach Williams proud. You still doing the Twitter thing there, Lance? Yeah, I'm still on Twitter. Oh, and, and your handle is? Uh, it's at Slang Magic. Uh, that's my Instagram. I mean, the uh, Twitter handle. Right All there. right, there you go, fans. You can follow Lance uh, at, at Slang Magic. Lance, good to talk to you. Enjoy your workout today. We can't wait to see you in camp here in about, what, a month? How about that? I'm excited for it. Thanks a lot, Sean. I appreciate it. Appreciate your time. Everybody, that's Lance Thomas, number 42. As Lisa, that's what he wore with the Hornets. We'll see what goes on with the Pelicans. He's our guest today on the Black and Blue Report. We've got much more to go over as far as football goes yesterday, but nice to get some NBA in here as well. And we're right back into these messages. Somewhere in a town like the one you're in, there is a person like you headed to a store to buy Bud Light. However, these Bud Lights give you a chance to win prizes that are best described as music firsts, like Monster DNA headphones, access to tracks and merchandise from today's hottest artists, and even tickets to one of Bud Light Music First's history-making 5051 concerts on August 1st. But before people like you can win, they need to head to a place where Bud Light is sold. It's finally here, Bud Light Music First. Enter the code inside specially marked packages of Bud Light for your chance to win one of over 500,000 music prizes all summer long. Visit BudLight.com slash Music First for rules and more information. Bud Light Music First. It's the sound of history being made. Here we go. No purchase necessary. Open to U.S. residents 21 and over. Ends 8-15-13. To play without purchase, mail your name, email address, and age to Music First Game. P.O. Box 753-726, El Paso, Texas, 88575. Void where prohibited. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. St. Louis, Missouri. Hey, New Orleans Saints fans, show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new Black and Gold Saints Scratch-Off from the Lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning Black and Gold Saints tickets in our second chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your Black and Gold Saints Scratch-Off from the Lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. The offseason for your New Orleans Pelicans has been exciting with all-star Drew Holiday and former Rookie of the Year Tyreek Evans being added to a lineup headlined by Anthony Davis and Ryan Anderson. Now, with the release of half-season and 12-game plans at varying price levels, there truly is a ticket plan for every fan. Packages start as low as $13 per game and feature the best seat locations to see all-star opponents, including the world champion Miami Heat. Visit Pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP to get your seats today. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the show. We are getting the show to you starting at noon each day this week. It had been 1 Central. Now we'll do noon this week to try it out. We had had some folks uh, letting us know that they'd like to be able to listen during their lunch hour. And if we could get the show up online and on iTunes uh, sooner, that would be of help to them. So we'll try it out. We'll see what the uh, feedback is this week. And we'll either keep it at noon to move forward or we'll bounce it back to 1 p.m. Central. Okay, before we get out of here, some news about that Pelicans preseason game in Biloxi, Mississippi in October against the Atlanta Hawks. I promise you I'd get you a little more information on that. Certainly we're uh, pleased to announce uh, today that that game uh, at the Mississippi Coast Coliseum in Biloxi is co-sponsored by our good friends at the Beau Rivage Resort and Casino. And that will be a 1 o'clock tip-off 
in Biloxi for the Pelicans and the Hawks. First time the Pelicans or the New Orleans franchise, as they were the Hornets back then, have uh, played in Biloxi since um, 2007, October 2007, when the uh, Hornets at the time took on the Miami Heat. So uh, as far as your first look at the new players in the new uniforms, really this is it because the uh, Pelicans will not play at New Orleans Arena until later on in October. This is as close as they'll be to home. And so Biloxi is your spot on Sunday, October the 13th, 1 o'clock. We'll also have a little Louisiana flavor on the Atlanta side as Paul Millsap uh, will be involved. And tickets for the ball game go on sale this Friday with prices starting at 8 bucks. That's $8 to start with uh, and going on sale on Friday. You can purchase tickets in advance by visiting the uh, Coliseum box office or by calling Ticketmaster at 800-745-3000 or, of course, online at Ticketmaster.com. The uh, Coliseum box office, by the way, is 2350 Beach Boulevard in Biloxi, Mississippi. We are looking forward to returning to the Gulf Coast for that big game on Sunday, October the 13th. That'll do it for us. Tomorrow we're going to talk LSU with Les East of The Advocate. We have a lot more planned for you, and we look for you uh, tomorrow right here, perhaps in the same very forum you're listening right now, whether it be on iTunes, the new New Orleans Saints app on your mobile device, or on your desktop at NewOrleansSaints.com or Pelicans.com. For producer Dan, Sean Kelly, so long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 1 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.